It's Saturday, June the 20th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Apple closes American stores and EU fails to agree stimulus. First, the week in brief. Apple said it is temporarily closing some stores in Arizona, Florida, North Carolina and South Carolina. The tech giant had recently begun to reopen stores across America as lockdowns have eased. But growing COVID-19 outbreaks in much of the country's south and west forced a change of heart. American stocks fell on the news. In a three-hour video call, the European Union's 27 leaders came no closer to agreeing a fiscal stimulus package for the bloc. They failed to make progress despite a warning from Christine Lagarde, the president of the European Central Bank. She said the European Union's economy was in a dramatic fall due to the coronavirus crisis. Britain's public debt is now larger than its economy for the first time since 1963. The government borrowed extensively to mitigate the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, pushing up the national debt at the end of May to £1.95 trillion, $2.4 trillion. On Friday, public health officials lowered the country's COVID-19 alert level. Wirecard's boss, Marcus Braun, quit. Mr. Braun's departure came the day after the German digital payments company revealed that it was missing around 1.9 billion euros, 2.1 billion dollars in cash, around a quarter of the value of its balance sheet. James Fryce, who joined the firm's management board only on Thursday, was named interim chief executive. Donald Trump tweeted that protesters against his campaign rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Saturday would not be treated like you have been in New York, Seattle or Minneapolis. The decision to hold the event on Juneteenth weekend when Americans celebrate the end of slavery has angered many. There are also health concerns. Oklahoma is seeing an increase in COVID-19 cases. Chinese prosecutors charged two Canadians with alleged espionage. Michael Kovrig, a former diplomat, and Michael Spaver, a businessman, have been detained in China for over 18 months. They were arrested just days after Canadian authorities arrested Meng Wanzhou, finance director of Huawei, a huge Chinese telecoms company. China has denied the men's arrests were retaliatory. Canada has called them arbitrary. And Alexander Lukashenko, Belarus's strongman president who has ruled for 26 years, claimed that the country had thwarted a foreign plot to destabilize it before an election in August. On Thursday, Mr Lukashenko's main political rival, Viktor Babariko, was arrested with his son on their way to submit 400,000 signatures, registering Mr Babariko as a candidate for the presidential poll. And now, here's today's agenda. A Midsummer Night's Dream, Stonehenge Theories still swirl around Stonehenge, the 5,000-year-old stone circle that perches on a hill in southwest England. The logistics of hauling the 25-tonne rocks from Wales before the wheel was invented and carefully positioning them remain mystifying, the exact purpose even more so. But Britain's pagans, numbering over 50,000, claim it as a site of spiritual significance, notably on the summer solstice, which is tomorrow. On the year's longest day, the sun rises behind the heel stone and its light is channelled into the centre of the circle. 
The annual gathering to mark the event, which was banned by hippie-fearing authorities for much of the 1980s and 1990s, normally attracts thousands. This year, it has been cancelled for public health reasons. King Arthur Pendragon, a leading neo-druid, has urged people to watch the live stream at home instead. It may not be quite the same, but the ancient phenomenon will be no less remarkable. Woman of Mystery, Melania Trump Donald Trump's political career has been a boon to publishers. In January 2018, Michael Wolff's Fire and Fury became the fastest-selling non-fiction book ever published by Henry Holt when 1.4 million orders were placed in less than a week. Fear by Bob Woodward likewise broke records for Simon & Schuster, selling 1.1 million copies in its first week of release in September 2018. The Room Where It Happened, a tell-all book by Mr Trump's former National Security Advisor John Bolton, will doubtless fly off the shelves too. Yet it is not just books about the president that are doing well. Published this week, The Art of Her Deal by Mary Jordan, a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist at the Washington Post, purports to draw an unprecedented portrait of the First Lady. Using more than 120 interviews, Ms Jordan chronicles Melania Trump's life from her upbringing in Slovenia through her modelling days to her role in the White House. Looking Back Neil Young's new old album. Neil Young released a new album yesterday. Homegrown was recorded at the high point of the Canadian singer-songwriter's career in the 1970s, but he kept it from the public ear for 45 years. Some of its 12 songs are familiar because they were re-recorded for later albums, but seven, including Try and Separate Ways, have not been released before. Mr. Young recorded Homegrown in the winter of 1974-75 after a difficult breakup. He judged the album too personal for general release at the time. This is Mr. Young's second change of heart on a shelved album. In 2017, he released Hitchhiker, recorded in 1976. Both have been positively received by critics praising his new old work. Alongside a solo career, Mr. Young has spent hours in the recording studio with artists including Elton John, Rick James and Buffalo Springfield. Fans may wonder what other unreleased gems these sessions produced. Soapy spores, bubbles pollinate plants. The world's food supply relies on pollination. Bees do most of the hard work, but wild bee populations are under threat. New mechanical methods are needed to replace their role. This week, a paper from Japan published in iScience, a journal, reports on an ingenious new way to pollinate plants by blowing bubbles. Bubbles of a special soapy solution were loaded with about 2,000 pollen grains and blown out over a pear orchard. The bubbles burst and healthy fruit soon appeared. The same team had previously used a miniature drone to pollinate flowers individually, but the robot damaged the flowers. A drone flying two metres above the plants and fitted with a bubble gun, however, could hit specific flower targets with 90% accuracy. Still, many bubbles went astray and missed their targets, especially in wind or rain. But with further fine-tuning, bubbles could become an important tool in global agriculture. Struck out Major League Baseball the season was due to run from March to September with the World Series in October. The pandemic means that it has yet to begin. 
Worse, a row between Major League Baseball and the Players' Union has prevented agreement on a plan for an abbreviated season. The two sides are struggling to reach a deal over what proportion of their regular salaries the players will receive and how many games they should play. Many players feel that owners misrepresent their undisclosed financial positions to keep salaries down. Meanwhile, owners are worried about being sued by players for lost earnings if they agree to a fixture list before getting the all clear from public health authorities for the games to take place. These are not questions unique to baseball. Other sports have found compromises. A deal for baseball will eventually be struck, but set against the tragedies of the pandemic, the squabbling looks unseemly. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Adam Ferguson, who was born on July 1st, 1723. Men are to be estimated not from what they know, but from what they are able to perform. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.